0: All right, welcome back to the Rebuild Health and Fitness Podcast. This week's podcast is about why trying too hard could be ruining your progress.
1: In the gym, obviously, because trying too hard outside just makes you look uncool. (laughs) You'd know. I wouldn't know. I look at you and I go, hey, tries so hard, you so
0: cute. Uh, But also a little bit of a different one. Um, So in terms of this podcast... We haven't even planned any notes here. We're just gonna we're just gonna wing that. Um, we have a lot going on behind the scenes currently.
1: So much. It's uh, probably the busiest like few months the gym has ever experienced. Like, yeah. Rebuild as a brand has ever experienced.
0: Yeah, which obviously comes with its stresses and uh, with Sean going away, having surgeries, obviously um, hopeful of sort of new business. There's, there's just a hell of a lot going on at the moment, which is sort of affecting us all in our own little ways. So I think it's just like a protective thing to just pull back a little bit. And that's probably what we're going to do off in this podcast for the next couple of months. We're still going to be recording podcasts. It's just going to be a little bit more sporadic than the weekly. We've pretty much done weekly for the last three years. Um, you know, and it's been a bit of, effort um, to do that. And this isn't like, it's an effort, an enjoyable effort. Like I, I love recording the podcast. I love chatting to people, meeting new people, having great conversations with Kate and Sean at the end of the week. Like I absolutely love it, but there just comes a time where you've just got to pull back and look after yourself a little bit. You know, the reason we do the podcast is again, like I just said, it's because we enjoy it. You know, we obviously have sponsors, but it just adds a lot of value to our community here within the gym. And that's how it originally started. And, you know, we're lucky enough to have expanded. And now we've been listened to in like so many countries and downloaded so many times, like it's probably grew a little bit more than maybe what we thought. But Just for these next few months, we will be back. It's just going to be a little bit more sporadic, I would say. That's the way.
1: Yeah, because we want to make sure the quality and value is still there for the listeners. So we don't want to do a half-baked job every week. So there still will be podcasts released and we still will have some fantastic guests and have lots of information shared Mm. and knowledge. But it's just not going to be as regular as it has been for the past
0: three years. No, because even the place where we record, we're not going to be here too much we're all going to be actually spread out in different places which obviously just makes things a little bit harder and it'll be good when things settle that we can just sort of sit and gather and breathe and sort of bring it all together obviously over this last sort of 12 months we've had a lot of new listeners from all over the world Uh, so we will just repost as well some of our old podcasts that we just think are really relevant at the time Um, some of our most listened to podcasts so that's the way we'll go again so it's a little bit bittersweet right now because it's not like we're stopping it's just we're just cutting ourselves a little bit of slack at this time where i don't think any of us mentally or physically have been as busy as what we are now or what we're probably about to be
1: yeah we're stepping back from royal duties to focus on ourselves right it's like um prince philip
0: is that right? <laughs> Did you just say stepping I'll podcast
1: back? It? But we'll still be in the public space, and we'll still be posting regularly on social and sharing our knowledge on yet yeah, social platforms and elsewhere. So there is still going to be communication. So
0: yeah, yeah, we're still here. We're still here. We'll still be posting. If a guest comes up, like we've got a couple of guests lined up. We'll be lining them up and we'll shoot them out. It just might not be every week. It might be one every two weeks. It might be one every three weeks.
1: Because consistency trumps intensity.
0: It does. Consistency trumps intensity and we spoke about that forever and we've been really consistent for a long period of time. But what is going to give us the most bang for a buck in our lives this next six months is going to be really important <laughs> to sort of neg- negate that a little bit. So... It'll be fun. We will continue to keep being fun. Um, yeah.
1: Well, I will. I don't know about you.
0: You're pretty. You haven't business. been. You haven't been fun once yet. So, Kate will Everyone in says season to me, four. Like, love
1: your questions and your jokes are the funniest.
0: I think they love your. Qu- yeah. I don't know if they are.
1: They do. They tell me this. People do.
0: They. You are the people. Yeah. You know what I mean. Woman of the people. You're the leader. That's a scary thought, actually.
1: <laughs> the leader of the general population. <laughs> you,
0: you, you're, you, Me
1: and Anthony Albanese. You're
0: not the leader. No, come on. But again, we want to thank you all for listening. As always, like I said, you will hear offers very, very soon. When? Maybe next week. I don't know. Uh, but right now, again, thanks for listening. Uh, go back if you haven't listened to our old podcasts. Again, would love to hear from you. If you have anything to say, write to us on socials. And we'll speak to you soon.
2: Remember, today's podcast is brought to you by LSKD, a Brisbane-based clothing company that we believe aligns incredibly well with our brand.
0: Yeah, their active wear is taken over as one of the highest quality outfits on the market. And as well as that, their casual wear is next to none. I personally lived in it while I was in the UK. It's smart, it's casual, and it's stylish. So what more could you want? So from active wear to casual wear, make sure you check them out. You will also receive 10% off at checkout by using the code REBUILD. And by using them, you are helping us grow this podcast, and everyone is a winner, including you, because you will look fantastic. Let's get into the show. I'm James Beatty, and I'm Sean Carroll, and welcome to the Rebuild Health and Fitness Podcast. All right, and welcome back to the Rebuild Health and Fitness Podcast. Today, if you train, we'll listen up.
2: Yeah, but this one's probably more suited towards those who train in a group fitness setting. Because in most group fitness settings, there'll be, whenever the workout is released, there'll be a certain recommended, I guess, weight to do, time to hit. Prescribed workout. Yeah, prescribed workout. And for, for a lot of people the goal is always always to do the prescribed as best as best they can. Again, which is, is fine to an extent. But where we see and um, what tends to happen is people end up I don't know, having a really bad workout and feeling almost shit that they can't do the workout as mm-hmm. it's written. And there's almost a bit of a I don't know, like people consider scaling scaling as a, a lesser, yeah, lesser workout like you're not not getting the most out of the day which well how we'll many discuss... people have you heard say like I say oh well done great workout they're like yeah but I scaled oh, or yeah I
0: cheated I felt like I cheated I'm like didn't do the same make, as everyone else, it literally yeah. doesn't make any it d- doesn't make any sense and even like as the prescribed workout is set you can't handle that prescription every day it'd go back to how much intensity you put in days prior how sore yeah. you feel I mean, you have to start having some autonomy with your training as well. Prime example was, again, this is a conversation I've had twice this morning. That's why I thought it'd be good to talk about would be the people overreaching towards RX or, you know, as prescribed when they're actually doing themselves a disservice by going for that because their volume, their total volume that they're going to get in the session is going to be a hell of a lot less. Yeah. So prime example for my maths, I'm going to round stuff up. So say if something is 10 rounds yep. and it has 10 deadlifts at 100 kilos, right? That is 10,000 kilos lifted, right? If I hit it as prescribed. Yep. within the session. Within the session. So yep. right, I'm going to lift 10,000 kilos, right? That's going to be part of my volume. It's going to be part of my load. Then someone goes, I really want to lift 100 kilos because I can lift 100 kilos, but they're never going to get 10 rounds. So they get four rounds, Right we wanted someone to get 10 rounds, they get four rounds. Now their total lifted is 4,000 kilograms. Where if the person would have dropped down to 80, which would have been a lot more effective for them because they can move that weight better and got through 10 rounds at 80 kilos, they would have lifted 8,000 kilos. Double the amount that they would have, does that make sense? If they would have just scaled. So they're actually doing themselves a disservice by not scaling back. In order to get the required stimulus that they're looking for,
2: yeah, I had this same, literally, same conversation yesterday with one of our clients down in um, Bendigo. Shout out people in Bendigo again; <laughs> again. <laughs> there is always something going on in Bendigo. Um, but she was having, she's been gradually building up her strength, really enjoying that side of her training. She's like, oh, I, you know, seventy kilos was used to be like my one rep max deadlift, but I was doing it yesterday for like six reps. I did six reps at at seventy kilos, and I was pretty. Bug it at the end of it, um, everything was feeling a little bit tight. I was like, yeah, that's probably what we can expect when you're lifting as close to or close to maximal effort as you can. But we can have a better quality session if we drop the weight back to, say, 50 kilos and you're doing six to eight quality reps at that weight for three to four sets. Mm. Again, it comes down to your ability to move really well, hit a desired stimulus, and your total accumulated volume throughout the session is what's going to lead to lead to progress and I know in a group fitness setting like intensity is always a big thing but that, that intensity has to be considered in a rel- relative capacity to to who you are as a, as a person and an athlete like you know we've got say for example we've got someone who walks into the gym they've never done anything before comp- going up against you know the, the mighty athlete that is Kate you know Training guru, RXing everything, smashing it, flying around on the rings, lifting all kinds oh. of weights. They could have a workout where it's, say, do three rounds, 20 pull ups, 20 air squats, 20 sit ups. Okay. Kate could fly through that workout and say three, four minutes. The new athlete coming in could try and do the exact same movements as Kate, and it might take them 15 minutes to get it all done sure they d- they might do the movements but they're missing the stimulus of it being a short yeah, shorter fast. sharper session yeah. so this is where the the balance comes in with scaling just because you're scaling doesn't mean you're working at a less intensity the goal is to, through scaling to achieve the same intensity as the best athletes that are there or the people who are say who have been training longer it's allowing you to get good quality work in that's not going to be detrimental mental to you in the long term, if that makes sense.
0: Couldn't agree more. I think
2: it comes down to the direct
0: purpose about what you're trying to achieve within the allotted time mm. as well, right? If we're looking for 10 rounds in 30 minutes and we're looking for the 10 rounds, like what we're looking for today is to complete these 10 rounds, then people have to then modify accordingly in order to try and get as close to that 10 round as possible.
2: Yeah. Right? We've got to play the long game. Like The goal should be always to try and make yourself that that little bit better. And again, it's always you set yourself with a coach, hopefully, set, set a workout that is going to be challenging, but you have a goal in mind of how you want to hit it, how you're going to finish it. And walking away knowing you've done done the workout that you're meant to do to the best of your ability is always going to be a win than trying to overreach and falling well short, not feeling like you've had a good workout because mm. you weren't able to hit the right stimulus as everyone else. Because again, like we could, all three of us could do a workout and we're all at sort of different stages of our fitness. And if we do the exact same thing, we're all going to have a different experience within the, in the workout. You might find it great. Mm. I might find it terrible. Kate might be so-so. Yeah. But again, we can make some adjustments to to ensure that we are all having a great experience. And again, like you don't, yeah, it all comes down to it depends sometimes, but the goal should always be to make things, for you to get a little bit better.
0: We spoke about volume previously, but there is, if you keep over Overreaching. if you're hitting the requires, they miss and you're getting it and you're nailing it all the time, that can't carry on all the time. There's research shows that you can't keep up certain intensities in Metcons and things like that, or you will will drop at some point, right? So there's an amount of volume that we need to reach to get adaptation, right? The amount of volume you need to do to grow your chest is going to be a hell of a lot more than someone who has been training a month is going to need to grow their chest. They might only have to do three sets of 10 to get the same adaptation that you would need 10 sets of 10 in that week to do. Right? So if this new person goes, Sean's doing 10 sets of 10 over there, some German volume stuff, I'm going to do 10 sets of 10. But now you've gone way above your adaptive amount of volume. Now you're into like a maximal recoverable amount of volume, which is going to be detrimental to your progress because now you're in pain. Now you're suffering. Now you can't even keep up the intensities on prior days, on Mm. the days... Ongoing, And if you keep pushing the volume, that little bit too much and that intensity, that little bit too much, and going over your MRV, this is where injuries and stuff happen. Yeah, And now you're hurt. Now you're pissed off and you can't do loads of stuff. Do you know what I mean? So now, like you said, a minute ago, it's just about playing that little bit of a longer game and just being a little bit more mindful and a little bit more intelligent with your training.
2: Yeah, and that's the key thing, right? To make any kind of progress in anything there needs to be a a stressor and a a period of adaptation – And then you can look to add further stress. But if you cram so much stress onto the body in a short amount of time that you can't physically adapt to it, you're you're never going to make progress, like Mm. ever full stop. You're just going to be in this constant battle of being incredibly sore, frustrated that you're not progressing at a rate that you'd like to, and you're probably going to get injured. Yeah. And again, when you're prescribed, I suppose you have different
0: levels of working out and everything's modified. But when you prescribe something, a lot of time you're prescribing it to your fittest athlete. The fittest athlete in here will be able to get this done, you know, at that at that weight. But that doesn't mean everyone should be looking to do that. Yeah, right. Because again, even CrossFit back in the day when we started CrossFit, I would go to competitions. Everything at the RX standard was sixty kilos. Yep, nothing was really over sixty. Right, everything you did was sixty kilos. Back squat, front squat, clean, snatch, everything sixty kilos. But now you go to a local competition, you're talking. Seven, eight years on, 80 to 100 kilos. Yeah. It's a big fucking jump, right? Yeah. That's a big jump. You say it good. Just like, well, what's the RX today? All right, well, clock off's in here and he can snatch 200. So 200 kilos RX. Well, I can't do that. All right? Well, what can you do? Yeah. Like What can you do? Okay. So that's why modifying is the better option for most people. They should be looking to modify their workout to be able to get the best workout, and you know, and they're more experienced to get with training. You can start to have autonomy and adapt the session to make it the best session for you. Kate might have absolute terrible abs, for example, so she can't do toes to bars, but she's got amazing pull-ups. But the modified option is modified toaster bar, modified pull-ups. Doesn't mean you have to do modified toaster bar and modified pull-ups. you got I've got amazing pull-ups. I'll do the pull-ups as mm. prescribed and I'll modify the toaster
2: bars because that's going to get me the best workout that what I need to do. Yeah, and again, that's the goal is as we said, always to get that that little bit that little bit better. And making these small changes to your workout from time to time allows you and gives you the freedom to, like as James said, to have a little bit more autonomy with your training. And it might feel at times you're taking a smaller step back, but that's just what's needed for the time being for you to move forward. Just because other people progress at different rates doesn't mean your your progress comes any slower. Progress is always progress, right? No matter how how slow it is. And if your goal is to always RX the workouts, you know you you're going to be disappointed sometimes because that that can uh, that end goal can change at the drop of a hat. Like I can I write the workouts for the gym. And I can change this, the finishing standard. I can yeah. change the RX workouts based on what I feel or how athletes are progressing. Yeah. So we can go one week, the standard, the maximum weights for a workout being like 100 kilos. I'd just be like, oh, fuck it, 120. Mm. And then there would be a lot of disappointed people who can't RX. Yeah. But because you can't do what you can't do. Yeah, but people know that because they'll come in and go, well, I can't do that and get that money
0: rounds. Mm. Great. Great. <laughs> You've hit the nail on the head. So what do you think that you need to do? Let's drop back a little bit. Make sure we're trying to hit it. The question should always be, "I shouldn't be," because again, no one is like we'll say RX because that's the standard thing, right? RX in like a lot of CrossFit gyms, right? Yeah, RX. Sorry, we said that a few times. RX just means as prescribed. Yeah. So say like RX, but no one is forever RX. No one, No. no one can hit something every day as RX. They shouldn't, and that shouldn't be what we're looking to do. They really shouldn't be looking to do, what, if we do it what we the question we need to ask ourselves is not like should i be hitting RX? it's like what is going to be, make me better what is going to help me reach my goal and over pushing yourself and sort of overreaching all the time is going to give you a massive disservice
2: in the future mm. i think there's there's always that little bit of confusion around like people think each workout is is a is a massive it's always like a test. It's always like a competition. It's mm. not. Yeah. Like training is training, it's practice. It's a way for you to improve and get better at things in a controlled environment at loads that are manageable, intensities that are manageable for you. Competitions are different. Mm. That's where you, it is a test of your fitness. And you might be faced with weights that are out of your comfort range, and you can only get as far as you can. That's different. But for the majority of people listening to this, and majority of people who are members, they just want to become all around better athletes. Mm. So, scaling in order to achieve the right stimulus and have a good workout is always going to be the best option, not only for like in the short term, but in the long term as well. It's going to allow you to achieve more, get more progress, and feel better about your training.
0: And just stay injury free without niggles.
2: Yeah. And again, you train,
0: you stay injury free. You can train more consistently over time. You build more volume. With more volume, you get bigger and stronger then you're harder to get injured. Yeah. you should. Training should never
2: injure you, like in, in the ideal scenario. Yeah. Like shit Things happens. Might, yeah, yeah. But mismanaging volume, mismanaging loads and intensities, that's always on the individual and the coach to some extent mm-hmm. to have some control over that. But yeah, like training should make you better, not worse. Yeah, you have to
0: communicate. Because like I said, you may do it as prescribed for a Thursday and someone might have come in not training on a Wednesday they're going to feel fresher. They're going to feel a bit more ready to go and attack Thursday. But if you've just had a Wednesday and you've really put in your all to say a Wednesday, you can't then just come in on a Thursday and expect to nail everything again. Things might, you might just have to take a little step back, work on some skills, work on some other things. So you shouldn't be looking to go into the gym every day and just smash yourself. Just smash yourself. Bad things happen. All
2: good? Happy with that, Kate? Any questions? I feel attacked,
1: but it it makes sense, right? Because I... Always think how can I get better, and we say don't overtrain. Like training more is not the answer. And then you are like, well, I'll load up when I do train, and then it's like, yeah, but stop getting injured. Stop
2: overloading. Yeah, but all that comes falls. (coughs) Sorry, all falls under the same banner of total volume. Like the you can you can push hard within a session at a lighter load, like James said, and achieve more total volume within the session, or you can go heavier and get bugger all volume done. But just because you've got, a, say, a heavy, heavier weight on the bar or you're choosing to do a harder movement might mean you're getting bugger all adaptation because you're doing no work. Yeah, because when you're programming, right, you're programming so people can get
0: adaptation. If people aren't hitting the required stimulus of the session that, or the purpose of the session, then we're not going to make the progress that we want to make.
1: I think that's where the notes that we have in our workouts are really useful, right, because we have the coaches saying – it should be really light in the workout or it's like oh, a bit heavier than you used to. It Like we get that explanation for what it should feel like, which I know is subjective, but that to me sometimes is more useful.
0: And there's, and there's still even people listening. Hopefully you take a, a fair bit from that, but there is still going to be times where you are going to be naive to things. You are <laughs> going to overstep yeah. the mark, but... It's Just making sure that we're not doing that all the time. Like you may prick away and go, "I think I can do this," and then you're a couple rounds in and you go, "No, no, no, bad idea. This is a bad idea." Right? But if you are saying that week after week, you got
2: you got bigger problems. Yeah. All right. Hopefully that's enough. Yeah. Again, a few big guests coming up. I am sure you'll all all love. And again, if there is any topics or questions you want answered on the podcast, feel free to slide into the DMs and let us know. And if you like what we're doing. Share it on your on your stories. Give us a like on what is it? iTunes? No, not Spotify iTunes. Spotify and Apple. Spotify and Apple podcasts. And subscribe subscribe on Spotify.